and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. And that's gonna be how we start from now on. Hi, I'm Atheo, the second host of Unwritten Imaginings. I write some things, if you want to check them out. The serials are up on Railroad, and everything else is under a different name. So... <laughs> the things that he doesn't want you to find. <laughs> I don't know about don't want them to find it, as so much as don't want them to be connected, you know? Mm, that's true. Okay. Hi everyone, I'm Eunice. My writing username is Eunice5656. And I'm most well known for the web serial known as Fantasia, which is currently the longest running web serial on Railroad. It's also cross-posted to Scribble Hub and Fiction Press if you don't like Railroad for some reason. I'm also currently writing a story called Eterna Source, and I have finished a novella called Lonely Night. Lonely Light. Lonely um, Night? That's a new yeah. one. That's, that's the sequel, never mind. Uh, <laughs> And other than my horrendously slow update speed, I'm known for comedy, fluffy slice of life, and the tendency to turn everything into a romance. But really, it's all about that slow update speed. <laughs> yep. 78 chapters over seven years. Which if you continue to listen math. to us, you'll find out that as much as we say lazy, sometimes we mean busy. It's true. It's true. I do work 50 to 60 hours a week, but I also watch way too much whose line is it anyway right now so it's, it's a combination <laughs> oh okay that's unfortunate you're not <laughs> supposed to tell them that come on <laughs> so how how did our podcast get started i don't know why you would ask me that question but you know i think i can answer it okay for the people who are listening it's mostly a way to discuss the different ideas that we have that we just don't really have the time or sometimes the inclination to write out all the way. Instead, we just have a shorter discussion about it and put those ideas out there for anybody who wants to use them. Mm -hmm. It's basically all the fun of storytelling without the work. Well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not all the fun of storytelling. A lot of the fun of the storytelling. <laughs> for us, maybe. There are people yeah. who just like to write things but then have issues with ideas. Yeah, so basically, from us with too many ideas to you poor souls who have none, we thought this podcast might be useful. And just going to say this right now, any idea that we discuss here is totally free game for you to use. It's not like you can copyright an idea to begin with, but in this particular case, we're saying, please use them. And even if you yeah. just start out from one of them and go in a completely different direction than we did, or even if you just latch on to one piece of what we say and then write out a whole story based on that one piece and changing everything else around it, I'd say we should still give you a shout-out. Yeah. If you use even a tiny fraction of inspiration from this podcast, please let us know and we'll, we'll promote your story. Unless it's, you know, full of hate crimes and things of that nature. We will be reading it first. Okay. So, um, and where you can send those in before we get into this, get into today's idea, is listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. For now. Yeah. In the future, we may have other ways to contact us. Yes. 
You know, okay. when one of us figures out social media, it might happen. Uh, social media is confusing and annoying. <laughs> okay, okay. So how is the basic episode of this podcast going to work? Okay, one of us will start with some kind of story idea or fragment that isn't really a fully formed story idea. And then we'll just basically talk about it until it is. To give the episode a little, a little bit of structure, we'll just start with the basic story idea, ask a few questions to clarify it, and jump into world development, whether that's the government, the magic, the flora and fauna of the world, and then clarify the, that setting. Then we'll figure out who the main characters of these stories are. And then we'll talk about what plot they have, what conflict they have to go through and resolve. And once that's done, theoretically, there's a story ready to be written. Theoretically, um, of course. We may, at points, decide to go off on tangents or change this order depending on how the idea is functioning and what we're riffing off of at the time. Yes. And, and by may, we mean we will. <laughs> absolutely. And it's going to depend on the genre a little bit as well. That's, now, that's I think for this first one, your ideas are a little bit more developed, so we may not okay. have to spend quite so long on, uh, <laughs> on, on it to make up for this starting section. So this idea is based on a society that has basically evolved into two castes of people who are like so different, they're basically separate subspecies of human at this point. So That's they, a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantasy world. Anyways, so they live in, in a really, really harsh desert environment that also has like monsters, like giant scorpions and sandworms and, and things like that. And to survive in this world, they have basically like inventor slash engineer cast that you know, makes irrigation systems and like air conditioning and all of the things that they require to actually survive in terms of food supply and not dying from the elements and things like that. And then they have a separate warrior cast that's in charge of killing the monsters to make sure not everyone gets eaten. And yeah, they have extremely like different bodies like the warrior cast they're they're extremely athletic and gifted in everything physical from balance to like fine manual dexterity to you know just the type of like calculations you need to do to know how to throw a ball a certain distance and have it hit a target while correcting for wind conditions and everything like that all very instinctive Whereas the, the inventor engineer cast is very good with abstract ideas, numbers, creating new things, perfecting existing technologies, and things of that sort. Obviously, both of these uh, are extremely crucial to the survival of society as a whole, but naturally, humans being human, they have extreme prejudices against each other and then think that they're better than each other. <laughs> Knowing you, this is a setup for a star-crossed lover's romance. Yes, I've already... Like, that's that's a given. In all my settings... <laughs> there was absolutely there's just one. no other way this would go. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Like, we can try to make this not a romance if you want, just for fun, but... <laughs> 
you know, if it wasn't our first episode, I might be all for that. Okay, we'll do that in a future episode. <laughs> Alright, we've got a really easy setup. So, just for kicks, mm-hmm. let's make our leading guy the engineer guy. The engineer okay. cast. Just for kicks, okay. because the other way is, I mean, probably going to be fairly common, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess the first question is, like, why would two people from the separate cast get together and be friends? Well, let's say that they're leading, like, not even leading necessarily, but let's say, you did say that it was a desert, right? So, mm-hmm. what if the water sources move every few years, and the reason that they need this engineer cast so extremely, instead of cutting them down a little bit, is because every few years the water sources move in this desert, mm. and the monsters mm-hmm. move with them, and usually faster than the people do. So, every few years, the uh, the city needs to send out an expedition of warrior cast and engineer cast people who go out, find the new water source, and then set up a forward base there. Okay. So we're, we're sending them off on, on a water survey, and this engineer who's, you know, smart and clumsy and idealistic or whatever, is friendly? Or does he get his life saved? Well, I mean... There's going to be plenty of opportunity for life-saving, given just the premise that you've come up with. Mm-hmm. A little cliche, I don't want to start like that. <laughs> yeah, starting like that might be a little bit strange. Might be fun to have the warrior cast person, because you would expect the warrior cast to be all serious and dour. Just make mm-hmm. the mic really chipper for absolutely no reason. Okay, okay. And by absolutely no reason, I mean, like, you should come up with a reason, but it's not really what we're about here. <laughs> well, you know, innate personality, maybe maybe our, our warrior is just a cheery person. Sometimes exactly. a little bit too cheery for her parents' liking. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, she's really, really good at fighting, so they can't really complain too much. <laughs> A perfect combination. You know? Maybe a little bit creepy, the smile that she's wearing while, you know, covered in blood. But Don't worry maybe. about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all in good Not fun. gonna stab you. Yet. Unless you do something. Okay. Okay. So, overly cheery warrior. And what makes what? these two interact more than any other people in the survey? Are they What if the ex- this engineer... It's just, like, not dumb, but, like, you know that absent-minded professor vibe that you get sometimes? Yeah. Where they're just, like, really smart at this one thing, and then just everything else they do is an absolute mess. I feel personally attacked, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we both feel personally attacked. I'm just the one okay. doing the attacking. <laughs> okay. So he's the type who would, like, just walk into a quicksand if not closely watched? <laughs> Maybe not quicksand, but a monster ambush, absolutely. Okay, okay. So he's then... very interested in the way the sands move okay. and what that very... might mean about the water. Okay, very prone to wandering off unguarded. Yes. Okay, I like it, I like it. 
and you know this cheerful warrior doesn't doesn't want him to die, so follows him <laughs> along. It's fair. Just because we don't want to start off on that on that old um on that old save your life cliche. How mm-hmm. about instead he just wanders in such a way that I don't know. He They get lost? Yeah, exactly. There we go. They get lost first. There's okay. no monsters involved. It's just a very normal getting lost by accident in the middle of the night. Okay. So now they're separated from the main group and society, surrounded by monsters with no water or supplies. Well, I wasn't saying like long term. I'm saying for like one night. They just like have to camp down in place because they don't know where the other people are. Okay. But honestly, this really just reinforces the warrior's prejudice that, like, the inventors are kind of just useless. Well, you did say no water, and I mean, we can stick to that, and then okay, he just, you know... Find some? Find some, either by, like, cactus-like plants or a weird kind of digging thing, however, however you want to do mm. it. Okay. So, you know... Still, useful, but useless. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good place to start out, you know? Okay, but you know, very equally, like, I guess, enthusiastic about life due to his curiosity about everything. Exactly! And that way you don't fall into the nonsense of, like, of the manic pixie dream girl and the reclusive type. Very boring. <laughs> Those darn reclusive types never say anything. Exactly. The Manic Pixie Dream Girl needs to settle down with the Manic Pixie Dream Boy. It's a lot of mania, though. (laughs) It is. And it's fun. Okay. So now they're alone at a campsite with water. And, you know, Curious Guy just starts asking a ton of questions. Because, you know, he's never been alone with a warrior before. This one cannot avoid my questioning. (laughs) And then the amused, cheerful girl answers the questions. Yes. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) And, I don't know, he asks things that she never thought about before, I guess. What would that be at this point? I'm a little confused. Like, philosophical questions about life and values. And ambitions and dreams. I don't know. I'm not sure that given what we've decided for him, that would be the, really the place that he starts off. I feel like he'd be well, more likely to start off with like asking a lot of questions about how to make their weapons better and what they want. That's true. But like, you know, he, he, he has at least like 16 hours to ask these questions. So I feel like it's going to start from there and just... Well, they're going to sleep for, <laughs> I would assume, like seven of them <laughs> at the absolute outside. Yeah, but that, that still gives him a lot of time to ask a lot of questions. Yeah, you're not wrong about okay. that. But I also thought that, you know, okay, we, while the sun's up, they're at least moving and asking more directly relevant questions okay fine fine he asks questions about the weapons and then the next day makes a better weapon (laughs) i don't know about the next day but how about we have them like get back to the camp and then he makes her like a weapon that she wants more okay and then this requires extensive testing of course 
so then they must, you know, spend time Continue together. To and then the girl's like, okay, guys, you know, useful. <laughs> <laughs> guys, like, girl is, you know, interesting. Exactly. Okay, um, okay. And, you know, is this when we're going to stick all of society's disapproval between them? No, no, no. That happens when they get back to the city. So okay. you have you have a nice period of development when they start getting to the new place that the water's located. So you have some time there, you know, have a few monster attacks, have engineer cast guy come up with fortifications on the fly and warrior cast girl uh, go and hit things. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's a better way to describe it than hit things, but it's not coming mm. to mind right now. You know, defend the camp with prowess. There we go. This is why you're the wording one. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so okay. they get to the new location mm -hmm. of the water. They sit mm -hmm. down. I imagine they have to wait for a night to go so that they can navigate by the stars. Mm -hmm. And then I think they start like heading back. They set up a whole encampment at this new place. It's not like a whole, it's not like the whole thing yet, but it's like most of the way there. And then they head back to the main city, which needs to move for, needs to move to get closer to the water. And at this point, I think, is the point where you kick in the whole society prejudice thing. Because, you know, mm -hmm. they get back, they're immediately separated. Okay. And as the and, city starts uh, moving, you have your yeah. low point there. So I guess in the permanent settlement, the two peoples, like, live in entirely separate areas of the city. So, like, going to visit someone on the other side is, like, not really done. The but, only you place know. you meet is in the meeting tent, which is halfway yeah. between them. So, for instance, if Engineer Guy invites a warrior girl over to, to their test facilities... To figure out new weapons, everyone will be like, "What's she doing there?" <laughs> and then, what gives uh, you the right? And uh, you know, she's very unimpressed by these threats because she could take them all like blindfolded. <laughs> I don't know about blindfolded, but maybe with a hand tied behind her back. <laughs> She's—they have really good like instincts and like hearing and like everything. Then maybe like, blindfolded. They're almost inhuman to the point at like at how good they are at what they do, but they're really, really bad at like the stuff they're not good at. Then maybe we go even further and say one hand tied behind her back and blindfolded, just take okay. them all. Okay. Yeah, they're they're very clumsy. <laughs> they don't need they don't need major dexterity. They just need dexterity in the fingers. They have to build things. Yeah. None of, but no like gross motor skills whatsoever. Only fine. <laughs> Fine motor skills are where it's at. If you build a catapult, you don't need to throw a big rock. Exactly. Exactly. Just, it's just that she wouldn't stand, you know, still while they calibrate the catapult to hit her. So... Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> then they might run into issues. Okay. They um, might think that they're not well defended or something. Or, like, they need the warrior cast. Mm, that's not okay. Okay. Ooh. Maybe that's that's the central political conflict in the society. The engineers are are trying to 
invent machines that can kill the monsters for them. Well, I can see why that would uh, <laughs> make people a little annoyed. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the initial machines aren't. Yeah, they're they're not so. The machines aren't aren't that great because, as you know, robots are hard. How about how about we have engineer guy be the one who's leading the charge on making these machines? Just yeah. Throw in a little bit of extra conflict. Okay, that's one of his interests. And, like specifically uh, that, and he's very good at it. Yeah, and he's he's doing it purely out of kind of like curiosity and the, the urge to make things better, and while being completely blind to the wider society rocking implications of his inventions. <laughs> Fits him perfectly. And then he's asking all the the warrior girl all these questions about weapons and techniques for fighting the monsters and everything. And then, like, she feels like, you know, he's asking her because he just wants to know he's interested in her life and stuff. And when she finds out that it's, a lot of it is for making the machines, she feels quite betrayed. <laughs> there we go. Conflict. Oh. Okay. Okay. So now, you know, the engineer people are like, we don't need you anymore. Look at these cool machines we have. What, what's going to happen? Meanwhile, I think he would be like, what are you talking about? I was building the machines to help them so that we could expand our city more. Yeah, but, but you know, his, his father is like, no, we don't need them at all. What are you talking about? And so, so then he, what, he runs to the girl and is like, what have I done? <laughs> I think that might be a little bit, a little bit maybe not that. What if instead they just like they set up a demonstration? Okay. Right, right. And they mm -hmm. bring two groups of monsters and then the engineer people, they really want to win and prove that they don't need the warrior people and then just try and like not support them when they move the city this time. So they try to bring way more monsters down on the uh down on the warrior side. Okay. And the warriors handily kill all the monsters while saving the engineer side. Exactly. There we go. Because the machines do break down and they don't... The machines work for like the first hour, but then as the monsters pick up, as it starts to get closer to night, the warriors end up having to come over and save all the engineer people. Because a machine, I mean a monster type that the machines weren't calibrated for show up. <laughs> There we go. And then, and, even better, that monster type, mm -hmm. the warriors can't really hurt it either. They just sort of, like, keep putting it off, right? Mm. And then we have okay. then we have our couple, you know, come together, come up with an idea together that okay. takes it out using both of their interests. Like, they, they engineer a new weapon. Okay. But this weapon is not purely... Mechanical has to be wielded. Yeah, has to be wielded by a warrior. Well, not necessarily okay. by a warrior, but you know, given the people who could be wielding it. <laughs> Someone Probably of average gross motor skill. Yeah. <laughs> which they don't have in this world. Um, <laughs> because somebody decided to make poor decisions in the past. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Not that good of an idea. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Okay, 
And when does the romance kick in? <laughs> what are you talking about? I've been leaving it by because that's like on an individual scale. It's, that's been happening okay. the whole time. Okay. All this plot stuff has just been happening around the romance stuff. Come on. I don't know. I feel like the the guy has to do something to make up for the feelings of betrayal he's caused. That's true. That's true, actually. Yeah. Not entirely sure what he could okay. do. Insert something cutely romantic here, whoever steals the story. <laughs> That's one way to go. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he'll he just build her something that's pretty It's very unlikely that he'd do anything else. Yeah, you know, that's that's all he has in his wheelhouse. But it'll be really cute. And uh, very, like, personalized to her. And he's gonna be like, Okay, this guy's not so bad. <laughs> Never mind, he's not terrible. Uh, he did, he, he was listening because he was interested in me and my life, and not just because he wanted to replace my entire people with machines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the very normal romantic issues there. Just trying to oh. replace me with a machine, yes. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, your normal and other people's normal is not the same. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true, that's true. Okay, and then what is the resolution of this this story? I don't know, I kind of want to heal the, the rift of prejudice that's existed for centuries. I mean, I'm not sure you could, like, just decide... I mean, you could just go, like, and they fully healed the prejudice. But I think, more realistically, you could go for, next time we rebuild the city in this place, as we're rebuilding it, how about we don't separate the gas between enormous areas that there's no crossover between? Maybe not heal the rift, but, you know... Shrink mm. it a little bit by removing okay. the literal rift. Okay. You know, they could, like, build a school where both the types of children go. Although they would excel quite differently in different classes. <laughs> to the point where it may not even be worth teaching them the same classes. <laughs> no, you can't stick them both in the same math class. It wouldn't work. It really wouldn't. <laughs> Like, it would be literally sticking, like, the, you know, people with educational disabilities in with the gifted children, with no one in between. Actual disaster. And a gym class would be just a massacre. But I feel like everything else might be okay. Okay, so they could have, what, music class together? They could do art class together? Art, you know, like, speaking sort of language classes. But even then, like, the warriors learn a lot more slowly. <laughs> I would not have them learn more slowly when it comes to language. Really? Uh, no. Yeah, just because that's kind of an extra thing that you really don't need to stack on top of it. If you just make the engineer people better at sciences and, like, math, that's already enough. They're better at abstract thinking. Yeah. And I mean, not all yeah. language is abstract. No, but in terms of, like, they would learn basic language skills at the same rate. 
But if you're getting into like abstract concepts and higher level vocabulary, they start to fall off. Even then, like not as badly as with math or science. Okay. So you're gonna have like slower, lower end, and engineer group who are below the higher end warrior group. Yeah. So that class, it would make sense to be mixed, not. Even if it wouldn't make sense to mix, like, physics. Yeah. I'm not sure it's even worth it to make the warriors take physics. It's just... Their brains don't work like that. Like, you know, they they can very easily calculate how hard they have to throw something and, and have it end in a parabolic arc. I think the interesting thing mm. that sort of comes up here is that Warriors would actually probably be better at maintaining and building the mm-hmm. stuff the engineer cast comes up with. This is this is probably true. <laughs> Which they probably didn't recognize at all because they just haven't bothered yet. Yeah. They're better at actually, yeah, using the inventions. Not even just using them, just like keeping them maintained, keeping them working. Yeah. Knowing what's wrong with them. Okay. So somehow through all this struggle they discover that. And then begin to work collaboratively on projects. Yay! <laughs> Turns out, when everybody can help at something, it works out a lot better. Okay. Who would have imagined? Okay. Okay, any any other major, major characters we want to introduce to our cast? I think everything else should probably be left up to the person who's making the decisions on these. Okay. In that case, yeah, I think I think we're done with this episode wrap up yeah so this is the section of the podcast where we would give you a shout out if you stole one of our ideas and by stole we mean take while we shove them at you aggressively exactly by stole we actually mean that we handed it to you and then we said oh the idea was stolen and if we had a guest this is where they would promote themselves a second time. We have them promote themselves at the beginning, too. Yeah. And, oh yeah, this is where we, again, tell you to email us. Listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com If we had a Patreon set up, we might plug it here. If we had social media, we might plug it here. But we don't, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and figure that out. Okay. I don't know how to use social media, so that's going to be an experience. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, then. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Goodbye. See you next week.